Welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 135. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary. I'm going to be hanging out with you for the next little bit here. And oh man, do we have a busy Busy, 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 busy show to get into today. We are going to break down the improbable win over the Cleveland Browns in the final minute. We're going to get into the Bengals. Can the Jets pull the upset on the Bengals two years in a row? Can they do it? And we're going to get into your voicemails. But before all of that, you guys know the drill. Unfortunately, smooth sack summer over. But that doesn't mean that you have to stop scaping. From the summer sun, it's not too late to sweep your sack of those pesky pubes. As the summer comes to a close, we enter the fall, and you got to keep your boys fresh and clean just in time for fresh ball fall. The leader in below the waist grooming is here to make sure your pubes feel smoother than a beach ball and smell fresher than your girlfriend's pumpkin spice latte. Start the new season the right way and join over 6 million men worldwide who trust manscaped with this exclusive offer for you 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code jets 20. That is J E T S two zero from manscaped.com. Get yourself the lawnmower 4.0 and uh, have yourself looking in tip top shape. So uh new episode today, ladies and gentlemen, we are super excited about this and I'm recording this a little bit differently. I was going to wait. This is something that I wanted to do for a while. Now I was going to wait, I'm working on some like new branding, spoiler alert, working on some new branding. Um, I was going to wait until that, but I have something cool to show you. Hopefully you guys like it. And if you're listening on audio, I'm sorry, this doesn't affect you. But if you're watching, how do you like this? We got a multi-cam view now. Okay. All right. We go a little one-two angle. We could switch back and forth while we talk. We change it up. We're just trying to bring the broadcast quality up a little bit. Uh, we're doing a trial run in episode 135. We'll see if I like it. If not, I'll switch back to the regular view. But just wanted to go through and uh, give it a go. So let's get into the Jets upset win, shall we? Oh, my goodness gracious. The Jets find themselves down. And we're going to get into the reaction because I, too, was was stunned. The Jets found themselves down in this game by 13 points with a minute 55 seconds left. Normally you think, all right, over, that's it, game's done, wrap it up. That's all she wrote, ladies and gentlemen. But that wasn't the case because the Jets got a touchdown from Corey Davis. And I thought, oh, okay, is this maybe like a garbage time touchdown where, uh, you know, you're really not going to see a whole lot of, of a difference. And it's like, okay, great. Now you get a backdoor cover and like, that's really it sort of a thing. Or is this going to be more along the lines of like, all right, maybe they actually have a little bit of a shot here to do something. And the Jets score, they get the onside kick and they actually recover it. How about that? Braden man with a stellar, And I mean stellar onside kick, things you just absolutely love to see. Uh, Jets get the ball. Joe Flacco marches them right down the field. And they score to go in front. Ashton Davis, two interceptions to seal the deal. Are you kidding me? Biggest storylines from this game, a couple things. Uh, Obviously, Garrett Wilson's a big one. We're going to save him for, for last, the best for last. But we will start with some other things. I thought Brees Hall very much so looked apart. Uh, here in week two against the Cleveland Browns. I thought in week one, he did not look like I anticipated him to. Uh, He looked more so apprehensive when hitting the ball, when hitting the hole, excuse me. Uh, And he didn't look like he was running as confidently, but I thought he really showed a lot of confidence when he was hitting the hole and hitting it with some speed too. Like, honestly, I feel like that really made a big difference for him in this game. And he ended up catching a receiving touchdown, which was which was great. Um, you also had Corey Davis with the big play uh, and being able to haul that in. That's that's impressive because unfortunately we've seen drops become a little bit of an issue for him at times. So not, you know, you, you it's no guarantee. I guess we should say it's no guarantee that uh, you know you're you're coming away with that catch in that spot. But he was able to, which is a great sign. Offensive line, I thought, looked better as a whole. Elijah Vera Tucker, man, I think we have to do a deep dive on him 
at some point later in this week because he has been tremendous through the first two games of the year. I don't think you could ask for a whole lot better out of Elijah Vera Tucker. He's looked the part. And honestly, Max Mitchell, to his credit, has been okay. He really has been okay. Um, there was the fumble where Joe Flacco drops back in the red zone and uh, Jadavion Clowney is sent in wide by Max Mitchell. And then, uh, you know, we see someone or we see what should be Flacco stepping up and he doesn't really step up and the holds the ball out and it ends up being a fumble. But other than that, they both settled in nicely. And I think you have to give Max Mitchell a ton of credit. But the guy that everyone wants to talk about, and for good reason, is Garrett freaking Wilson. The 10th overall pick looked like a star in week two for this New York Jets football team. He looked like an absolute stud. Eight catches, 102 yards, two touchdowns, including the game winner. Now, that was after just last week. It looked like this guy was not getting on the field nearly enough for, you know, his skill set, right? He was too good of a player to only take a handful of offensive snaps in the first half of that game for guys like Lawrence Cager and guys like Braxton Berrios for as good as Braxton could be. But like, there's no reason that they should be designing their offense around that. You have to have your 10th overall pick on the field, especially when he is as good or as talented as what Gary Wilson is. And it was finally put on display in week two. It was, it just flat out was. He was tremendous. He had one drop on third down, which obviously you'd like to come back, but the the fade route, the footwork on the fade route was great. His playmaking ability with the ball in his hands was also great. There's You can't say enough about it. The, the stage was not too bright for him. The lights were not too bright. He went home, home, because he played college ball in Ohio. And he goes back to Cleveland now, a face a place he's very familiar with. And he was downright dominant. It was a dominant effort. It wasn't like, a, oh yeah, he, he played he played pretty well in his second game. Guy freaking dominated, man, and through two games. Two games. He has better production than what Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase had at that point in their career. Now, does that mean he's guaranteed to turn into one of those guys? No, nothing is a guarantee, obviously. But that has to feel pretty freaking good. That it looks like you finally have a star at the wide receiver position because that's what Jets fans have been asking for for so long, right? Where's that star offensive player? Corey Davis is a nice piece, but is he a star? No. Before that, you had so many guys who were nice pieces, but they're not superstars. Elijah Moore might be able to be a star, but I I think he's going to be more of like a real, real solid high upside to number two receiver. Really, really good. But man, Garrett, when the lights are the brightest, this guy just absolutely comes alive. And I don't know if you guys saw, but earlier in the week, Mojo came to New Jersey where it's a, it's a place where you can invest in players careers. And one of the guys that I would be investing in is Garrett freaking Wilson. He started the week at $11.70 and now is up at $13.96, nearly $14 a share for Garrett Wilson. That's how impressive his performance was. He increased like 18%. And when you look around at the other rookie wide receivers, he's really not the only one. He isn't. Like I said, Garrett Wilson's price went up 17.5%. Drake London is another receiver who had a really good week this past week. His price went up to $15.23. So you got a 7.2% increase. Olave up to, uh, up 5.5%, 12.52. John Dotson's up 3.7%, 11.95. Traylon Burks is the on the lower side. Uh, but he's at 3.4% increase up to $11.38. But 17.5% increase from week one to week two. And he deserved it. 
He was arguably the best player on the field all day for the Jets or for the Browns. And you're talking Miles Garrett. You're talking Amari Cooper. You're talking Nick Chubb. Like, there was a lot of damn good football players on the field on Sunday. And this guy comes out and was the best one. Truly, truly impressive stuff. Really, really impressive stuff. And that's my biggest takeaway from this game against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, the defense struggled. They let up a ton of yardage in the second half. The run defense really fell apart. You could talk about guys getting banged up. That's not fun either, but how could you not be just absolutely thrilled with what you saw from Garrett Wilson? I know I am. I for damn sure know that I am thrilled with what you saw from from Garrett Wilson. And now you head back home at 1-1 instead of 0-2, which makes a difference in morale. I I know that people don't want to hear it, but it does. It does make a difference. And now you're hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. AFC champs, former AFC champs who are uh, 0-2 to start the year. 0-2, not great. You lost to Pittsburgh at home. And then you lost on the road in Dallas to a team without their starting quarterback. Listen, the Cincinnati Bengals paid a lot of money and a lot of assets on that offensive line. Brought in Lyle Collins. They spent on the interior in free agency. The new center, new right guard. Does it matter? Is Joe Burrow still getting sacked? He's getting sacked a lot. He did not look himself through the first two games of the year. They haven't been productive putting up points like we, we you know, you're used to. It just hasn't been. Now's the time to take advantage. Now's the time for that defensive line to come alive, right? The calling card of this defense is supposed to be the pass rush. It's supposed to be the pass rush. You have that's why you pay Carl Lawson the big bucks to come here. That's why you pay John Franklin Myers his extension. That's why you trade up for Jermaine Johnson. That's why you draft Quinnen Williams third overall. That's why you bring in Solomon Thomas and Jacob Martin and Bryce Huff better damn well be active on Sunday. I don't know why he's been inactive through the first two games of the year, but against this Cincinnati Bengals uh, offense, he has to be on the field because he is one of the Jets' better pass rushers. And the key to victory in this game against Cincinnati is getting after Joe Burrow and exploiting this offensive line. That's the only way you'll have a shot. I like DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner a ton. I think they've looked really damn good through the first two weeks of the year, honestly, but they could only cover for so long. And we're talking about T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. The pass rush has to get home. They've been a little underwhelming in the first two games this year. Now's the time to come alive. They need to see, or we need to see, a game like we saw in week, what was it, four against Tennessee last year? Yeah, it was week four against Tennessee last year. That was one of the best defensive games they played all year, and it was the defensive line coming alive. And John Franklin Myers had a great game, and Quinton Williams had a great game. Well, now's the time. You want to talk about culture changes and the receipts and all that stuff? I, I, I get it. It's fun. But if you can't get home against a line that is just downright struggling right now, and sure, it's expensive, and this team is good. They're not going to lose out, obviously, and they're going to be a motivated team. So would it shock me if the Bengals won? Obviously not. They're favored in the game. So more often than not, they're probably going to, or more likely than not, they're probably going to win. But if you want to have a shot in this game, it's really not asking a lot to say, get home. Carl Lawson, show me something. JFM, show me something. Quinnen, show me something. Quinnen's playing for a contract. He got banged up last week. He came back in and toughed it out. And I thought he was pretty good in week one, but this needs to be, you want to get paid? You want to get paid like a top interior defensive lineman? Make plays. Make big plays in big spots. And this is a huge spot coming up against the Cincinnati Bengals this week. I am absolutely amped up to get into this game. I really am. And I I, I mean, MetLife's going to be rocking. It's not going to be the same like if it was if they came home 0-2. I would have liked to see Zach Wilson come back this week. 
Unfortunately, looks like you're going to have to wait another week. And it better be week four against Pittsburgh. I know Flacco played well. I get it. But I just I want to see what Zach can do with this team. That's what I want to see. I want to see the starting quarterback. It's not really asking too much. So with that, let's get into the voicemails. First up, we're going to go live to Matt in Vermont. Not really live. We're going to go out to. How about that? That's that's better. We're going to go out to Matt calling in from Vermont. He has some reaction. Let's do it. Matt O'Leary, my man. Yep. I got to set the stage for you. Okay. I was in a bar multiple. Oh, by nice. the way, this is Matt from Burlington, Vermont. Anyway, <laughs> I was in a bar several sheets to the wind watching the Jets go through what I assumed was going to be a painful loss. I, I left the bar actually right before Nick Chubb scored. So as I'm walking home, I'm like, oh, great. It's 30 to 17. Right. This is going to be annoying. I'm going to have to be depressed for the rest of the week. I get home. I see it's 30 to 24. And I'm like, oh, okay. So less depressing loss, but still depressing. And then we get an onside kick. We get a goddamn onside kick. It worked. Okay. And I'm watching, oh, here comes Flacco. I'm watching on Bleacher Report, just marching down the field. And then Garrett Wilson with the touchdown, the extra point, the Ashton Davis interception. We win a game in September. You're allowed to do that? We might still suck with the Jets. Let's face it, we're Jets fans. We used to being bad. But for one week in September, we can just all get that monkey off our back, be relaxed, be happy, and say, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Let's go, man. Let's go. <laughs> Woo! Love it. Thank you, Matt, for calling in. You had the same reaction that I did. I was amped up. I was. I won the touchdown. I was like, oh, nice, like a Corey Davis touchdown. You know, we'll, we'll take that. I kind of chuckled to myself because it reminded me of the week prior when they finally scored in the final we in the final minute of the of the game. And then they do the onside kick. And they get it. Yeah, nobody gets onside kicks anymore. Special teams is basically a non-factor at this point in the NFL. Braden right man. Gotta give him credit. And Ashton Davis, too. Two guys I'm hard on. I think deservedly so. But came up with massive plays. And you need guys like that to come up with big plays if you're gonna win. If you're gonna win games. That's the reality. And I, I still, I'm pinching myself. I'm recording this on Tuesday evening, right before the Talking Jets panel, before getting ready for a Wednesday release. And I still can't believe it happened. What a time. What a freaking time. Let's go out to who's next. Main Jet is calling in. He has a reaction to. Let's do it. Main Jet, what do you got? Hi, uh, Matt. This is uh, Main Jet. What's Just up? wanted to call in and let you know my... Well, euphoria after they won. <laughs> and you know what? Everybody wants to go off on Joe Flacco, but you know, you gotta give him you gotta give him his just dessert when he comes through and, and really follows good. through. And he played a good game today. He was off a little bit. I mean, but he's not a starter anyway. And he played excellent football down the stretch. And you know what? There's no doubting if you watch that film on Twitter that the team rallied around him and they truly like him having him as their teammate. So I think it's an excellent win. Um, it's not the way I would have written it up, certainly not. But they played well. They they pulled out the win. doesn't matter how you win, True. just as long as you do win. Anyway, go Jets and hoping for something big next week against the Bengals. Let's keep it going. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Main Jet. Bengals upset. Can they do it? Yeah. Look, let's give some some Joe Flacco love. Outside of the uh, the strip sack, he was very, very good and very clutch. Over 300 yards, four passing touchdowns. That's a good day. That's a really good day. And, you know, he, he had ice in his veins. You got to show him love. You got you to gotta give him the man some credit. He was good. He was really good for his team. Now, that doesn't mean that I think like, oh, well, you know, if... You got to keep right in the hot hand. If Zach Wilson's healthy in week four and they somehow upset the Bengals at home, then you, you got to see what you have in 38-year-old Joe Flacco. No, I'm not going that far, but uh, I am very pleased with the win. Extremely pleased with the win. Let's do Will calling in next. 
Thank you, main jet. He's calling from Dallas and he wants to get into, can, can the jets pull the upset again? Hey Matt, well calling from Dallas. Um, what up? I got cut off in the last voicemail, so I'll try and make my points a little quicker. Um, I thought we were done when Chubb scored. As just like most people, I would assume. I sat back on my couch. I was like, "Man, it's over." Yeah. And I was pissed because I uh, had taken the money line, or not the money line. I had taken the spread for the Jets. I was it was plus six and a half. So when we got the Corey Davis touchdown, that's what I was excited about. I was backdoor cover covered, and I was not losing money. Good. Um, I didn't think we had any chance of winning that game. Uh, then when we got the onside kick, I was just sitting on my phone. I wasn't even looking. I thought there was no chance we got the onside kick. I mean, what is, what is it, like 8 9% of onside kicks are recovered with these new rules? So I, I still thought it was over. But, uh, man, did Garrett Wilson look good. I mean, Brees Hall looked good, too. But Garrett Wilson gives me um, Pro Bowl vibes. As a as a rookie already, like I, I I don't see how he doesn't make a Pro Bowl if he continues this That's pace huge. that he's at. And he didn't even play as many snaps last game. He's with the last two games he's on a twelve hundred, almost thirteen hundred yard pace, and he didn't even get the snaps that he should have got last week. No. So man, am I excited for Garrett Wilson? But the question I have for you is, I guess two questions. Uh, do you think Zach plays next week? Uh, I nah. think that's a game that we should win against the Steelers. I think the Steelers. Oh, I don't think the Steelers, Steelers got okay. lucky by beating the Bengals, but I don't think the Bengals are as good as people are are portraying them to be. I know they're the reigning AFC champions and all that, but as I'm calling you right now, they're down 14-3 to a bad Cowboys team, like and a bad lost. Cowboys team. Without Dak Prescott, I'd say that the Cowboys are a worse team than the Jets with Joe Flacco. Mm. Um, so that question and the second question would be. Do you think that that's a game, in that situation at least, because I know if Zach played the whole game, it's probably not we're down 30 to 17 with a minute 20-something left. But in that situation, are you glad it was Joe Flacco? Because I don't think Mike White, Chris Strebler, um, Zach Wilson, I don't think any of those guys could have made that comeback like Joe did. And I'm not saying Joe's better than Zach Wilson. I'm just saying he has more experience. He has a game-winning drive. He's more calm and collected in those moments. So I want to hear your thoughts on that, if you would have trusted Zach, either in the 30-17 to or the 30-24 to once we have the ball back, to to lead that comeback the way Joe did. And, again, I'm not saying Joe's better. I'm just saying he's got more experience, especially in a game-winning, high-pressure moment. So, Fair. Let me know your thoughts. Um, that was the most fun I've had watching a Jets game in a long time. So uh, hopefully y'all are excited out there too. And as always, go Jets. Yeah, thank you so much for calling in, Will. Um, that's an interesting perspective. I ha- I didn't really think of it that way. Um, his experience does play a factor. Like, There's no way to, to die- deny that. But uh, I think you could probably make that case more with with Strevler and White, with Zach, I mean, you, you hope that he can, because if he can't, then that's that's a little bit of an issue. And I think ultimately, like the point of this year is to find out what you have in the young quarterback. So if you're not, you know, starting Zach, or you're worried to put him out there in a spot because you think he is going to fail, uh, that that's that's not exactly where you want to be. So I would say no. I get where you're coming from, though. Like, I hear the experience side, and he did play a phenomenal game. There's no taking that away. So uh, I would lean towards no, but I understand where you're coming from, and I and I, and I get it. I will say that. I, I, I get it. Let's do Joe from Connecticut. He's calling in, and he wants to talk about Max Mitchell. O'Leary, man. What's nice up, dude? Hi, right, what's going on, Matt? This is Joe from Connecticut calling back. Uh, Welcome. You know, just hype. I, I was going to talk about a lot of things, Garrett Wilson, uh, the coaching, but I want to hit on one thing. Sure. Uh, I know he had a tough drive at the beginning of the game, and he had was a part of that bad strip sack. But Max Mitchell, man, I think he's a stud. He's had some great plays. I was watching the All-22 last week. He looked really good. And him saving that fumble and saving uh, Tyler Conklin as well. Conklin had some really bad drops. But Max Mitchell, he has such a big play. Had a significant impact on the game. 28-year takes on him. You think he could be the future at one of our tackle spots? Thanks again. Big win. 
Let's go, Jackman. <laughs> Love that energy. Um, I, I'm, in, I'm impressed with what we saw. I talked about him on my video yesterday, uh, but I think he's been good. I, I think he is potential right tackle of the future. Now, I don't necessarily think that means when when or if Dwayne Brown's back that you know you don't go back to what the original plan was. I think you probably still do that. I think uh, Mitchell can probably sit a little bit. He's in a spot where he wasn't expected to come in and play right away. He was kind of someone who uh, was going to sit behind the original plan was Fant and Becton to be your two tackles. And, you know, maybe uh, you'd, you see some development into a starting tackle from uh, Max Mitchell eventually down the line for 2023 or beyond. I think that's still in the cards, but I think it's at right tackle. I don't see him as a left tackle in this league. Um, I just don't based on, based on what we've seen. It's not a knock on him. Not everyone can do it, but I think he could be a steady right tackle, which you need guys like that. And finding a starting right tackle who's pretty good in the fourth round is a major win. Let's go to Jake calling from New Jersey. He wants to get into Conklin. Okay, let's do it. Hey, what's going on, Matt? It's uh, Jake from Jersey. What up? Just a quick thing. What a great game. Nice comeback win. Uh, one thing, I don't want to be the negative Nancy here, but <laughs> just saying, uh, dude, what's up with uh, Conklin and these fumbles, man? Or dropping passes, too. Didn't expect that from him. Uh, I didn't think that was a problem in the past either. But yeah. other than that, everything looked freaking uh, freaking awesome. What a win. But let me know what you think about that, and uh, go Jets. Yeah, I was definitely surprised, or I have been through the first two games. He's underwhelmed me. Um, now, I, I think he can snap out of it, and I think eventually he'll be fine. But you had a couple drops. You had some fumbles. It's not, it's not great. This is a guy who's supposed to be a reliable piece. In training camp and in the preseason, it looked like he was going to be the guy that you know the quarterbacks were going to go to on third down. And that really hasn't been the case. Can he snap out of it? Yes, I think he can. Um, I think he will get better. But through two games, yeah, he's been extremely underwhelming, which is a, a little annoying. But thankfully, the Jets have so many weapons where you don't necessarily have to worry about that. It's not a huge deal that he is struggling right now because you have you know, a, a other things that you can do. Before we continue on with the voicemails, want to bring up BUSR, the official sports book of Matt O'Leary and why sign up at BUSR.com slash Matt and you can receive a 100% match deposit bonus up to $1,000 and bonus casino chips on top of that. Make sure to head over and sign up. That's where I do all my gambling on the New York Jets. And who knows, maybe I have to put in a Tyler Conklin prop this week so we can bounce back. Although I think I'm targeting Brees Hall. I think it's going to be Brees Hall's turn to have the breakout. Let's go Jack in Cali. He wants to talk about who the most underrated Jet receiver is. Hey, Matt. What's Call up, dude? California. My name's Jack. Me and my roommates love you. We couldn't Thank wait you. for your reaction video. <laughs> and it came and we smiled. Now here's my question. Is Jericho Cotri the most underrated Jets receiver ever? Let me know. Is Jericho Cotri the most underrated Jet receiver? Probably since I've been watching, I would say yes. Um, I think he was very underrated and underappreciated. He went over 1,000 yards in 2007. Let's pull up some numbers for us right here. And he was a steady piece on that 2009 and 2010 team. He was good. He, I mean... He was here for a while. 2004 was his first year. He was drafted in the fourth round. Didn't play a lot his first two years. Was more of a special teamer. And then in 2006, when Eric Mangini came in here, put up 961 yards, six touchdowns. The following year, 1,100 yards, 1,130 yards, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns is a little depressing. But after that, man, 858, five touchdowns in the Favre year. 821, three touchdowns in 2009. Uh, and then his numbers went a little down in 2010 after he kind of, you know, took a back seat to uh, Breland and Santonio, but 433, two touchdowns. But he was, he was extremely clutch. One of the most clutch players. And ironically, you brought this up at a good time because my favorite moment from him is that unbelievable catch that he made 
in Cleveland where he pulled his hamstring and dove and made a catch to extend the drive. That's the perfect summation of what Jericho Cotri means to this team. Let's do, and thank you for the question, Josh, who is calling in about Brain Man. All right. All right, Matt. Josh from PA, second time calling in. Uh, it's going to be a short one today. Okay. Uh, how about that win? Cool. And uh, Braden Man, QB1. Let's go, Jeff. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, how about Braden Man on, uh, on the fake punt? I was going to be so upset initially when, so on the first drive, the Jets got screwed on, I believe it was Tyler Conklin actually, who was gonna who made the catch on third down and was ruled incomplete. The Jets challenge, they look at it and it's still ruled incomplete. Did not like that. That was frustrating. But on the second drive, and, and that was around the 50 yard line, they end up punting. Second drive, kind of in the same spot, fourth and one again from the 50. And I was watching the game with my sister, and I turned to I'm turned to her, I'm like, yo, Tyler, they're gonna punt again? Like this is so soft. I hate this. And then as I'm saying that, the words are coming out of my mouth. I'm trying to type, like I'm stuffing food down my face. I'm like being just a garbage human being, like a, an animal, like I am on Sundays. And I'm typing up like Salah going soft, gonna punt again, and then snapped a man. He, he over to the right side, first down, drive extended. And I said, thank God. And it led to points. Thank God. Led to points. Next up is Vinny calling in from Peekskill. Vinny, if you haven't seen, look on his Twitter. I retweeted it on my Twitter account, but V-Man on Twitter. Uh, did a nice, he, he promised that he was going to chug a, a drink, which I believe he chugged a White Claw uh, after the Jets win. So shout out, Vin. What do you got for us this week, my friend? Hey, Matt. It's Vinny from Peekskill. What up? Man, I'm excited. It's great. Finally, they get that monkey off the back of can't win in September. I mean, what a game. I mean, the best part about this game is this is the kind of game that shows you the Jets really have changed. Simply put, in the past, they would let their dumb mistakes consume them. Let's be honest, the players, the coaches, everybody, whenever they made a dumb mistake, they'd consume them and they'd never find a way to rebound from it. True. During the game, and it just cost them the game. But here... They just did not quit. And look, it wasn't a perfect game. It wasn't a pretty game, but they didn't quit, and they found a way to win. And, you know, let's look at the week. Let's look at the immediate games ahead. The Bengals are cold as ice. The Steelers, as everyone guessed, has no offense, and now they have no T.J. Watt. I mean, I'm not going to say we're going to start. We can go 3-1, and one, but it's a possibility. Sure. And maybe, you know, maybe next week when we honor the brave Ukrainian Cossacks, you know, with the patches on the back of the helmet, maybe their good fortune will bless us to victory. I know that sounds incredibly crazy, <laughs> but that's all. <laughs> and go Jets. Thank you, Vinny. Thank you, as always, my friends. Uh, yeah, I think three and one's probably on the optimistic side. And even our guy, Vinny, who's a pretty optimistic guy, I think would say that it's it's optimistic. Is it possible? Sure. But there's there's no reason to think you can't come out two and two out of the first four games. And if you do that, you're in a good spot. You got Miami at home. And then you have some winnable. I mean, well, you have Minnesota and uh, and the Packers in that bunch. But got some winnable games. You just got to hang around 500 for the first half of the year. That's it. That's all we're asking for. I'm not saying go out and, and rattle off five wins in a row. It'd be nice, but... How about some competitive football? Be in this game. We're not rolling over because it's the Cincinnati Bengals and they want and they went to the Super Bowl last year. We're coming after you. How about that, Alex? Virginia reaction and uh, and a hot take. I like it. Madeline! What up? What's going on, man? It's Alex from Radford, Virginia. Hope you're doing well, man. Because I know good, I sir. am, dude. We just want a game in September. They're allowed what to do that? What is going on? <laughs> Dude, I'm so amped up. In my 21 years of on this earth, and in the many that I've been a Jet, this is probably the happiest I've been this early in the season. I'm not Good. drinking out of sadness. I'm drinking out of joy. And that's a different love right there, man. It is. Dude, I'm so amped up. The Young Bucks showed out. Garrett Wilson is that dude. I am so amped up. But I do have a question for you, man. I know it's way too early for this, and I know we've seen two different sides of the Jets. We've seen the team that gets blown out against the Ravens, 
And when the, then we see the team with a lot of heart coming back and beating the Browns. But, dude, if we beat the Bengals and then that week four comes around and Zach Wilson comes back, oh, man, am I the only one that smells a potential playoff sleeper? Ooh. Because I believe you're in the same boat as I am, but I think Zach Wilson, with the weapons that we have and the tools around him and his ability to move around in the pocket, that he I'd can be up. it up, dude. I'd I think up. he could have a good year, maybe not necessarily a massive leap, but good enough to show that we're going in the right direction with our franchise quarterback. So, man, what do you think? Are we a playoff sleeper? I think we might be, especially if Zach Wilson comes back healthy. That's all from me, man. I'm amped up, man. As always, go Jets. Got to end on that. Love it. Um, look, love the reaction. Love the hype. It was an extremely, extremely fun game from this past week. Uh, playoff sleeper, maybe. AFC is stacked, though. Stacked. It's going to be very, 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 very tough. Uh. You have the Bills who look great. Miami looks great right now. You have uh, the Baltimore Ravens who are going to be good. I think Cincinnati is going to turn it around, so I'll include them in the mix. The so, Someone has to win the South. I don't know who it's going to be. I thought it would be the Colts. They stink right now. Tennessee, they're 0-2. Jacksonville, they win in it? I don't think so. But in the West, you got four good teams out there. It, it's... It's very tough to make the playoffs in this conference right now, but there's no reason that they can't be a competitive team down the stretch, and that's really all you're asking for, right? Just be competitive, give us something to watch. I think you'd be happy, and I think you'd be happy with that. Dante from Atlanta's calling in. He was at the game, so I want to hear his perspective and what he thinks. Hey, Matt, it's Dante from Atlanta, but I'm currently in Cleveland because I flew up to see the Jets game yesterday and it's I don't have any question I just have a reaction sure. as someone who was at the game dude uh, I mean I was watching Browns fans talk crap to me all game especially in the last two minutes rightfully so but as soon as we uncovered the onside kick and they all started walking down the street I was letting them have it hmm. we started a Jets chant in the tunnel and a drunk guy tried to fight us it was crazy. I was watching Browns fans go through five stages of grief. <laughs> I like the team, dude. Garrett Wilson is something special. Yep. Uh, the defense was not nearly as good as it was week one. Uh, the second half for both weeks was kind of slow, obviously. This week we turned it around towards the end, but I think I think this team seems special. I like DJ Reed uh, as a leader of this team. I mean, he's been playing his ass off for two weeks. Yes. Uh, I think when we get Zach, we'll be a hell of a lot better. But um, I agree. Yeah, man, I just want to get the reaction. As someone who was in the stadium, Browns fans were going through it. Jets <laughs> fans there. were going crazy. Been it there. was awesome. I think it's what we deserve as fans. See ya. Go Jets. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the perspective of someone who was there and got to see it live. That must have been so sick. I am very, very jealous. I've never been to a road Jets game. Um. Yeah, I definitely haven't been to a road. I'm th- I was trying to even think if I went to like a, a a fake one where like I met life a Jets Giants, but I've never been to a Jets Giants. Um. So I don't know what that's like. Uh, the intensity must be something. Uh, I've been to road baseball games. Like I've gone and watched the Mets in in Philadelphia, and I've seen the Mets in Pittsburgh and stuff like that. And um, that was one thing. But you know, this is this is a little bit different. So I. I I'm jealous that you got to see that. I am glad that you stayed. That would have been atrocious if we heard like you left early and you missed it. That would have really stunk, but good on you. Glad you had a good time. And thank you for checking in, Dante. We're going to go to Constantine in Florida. He has some reaction. All right, Constantine, what do you got? Hey, Matt, this is Constantine from Florida. How's it going? I'm new to the show. I enjoy your show, so I'm a big fan. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, Incredible. I mean, this is the thing that always happens to us in games where the other team recovers an onside kick. The other team is down 13 points with like less than two minutes and they come back and win. We finally turn the tide to when it comes to a late game heroic win. And that was fantastic. Now I will say this, 
we need to be a little bit more calm about the situation. Let's not lose our heads. Let's go into Cincinnati next week. I think we're home. I'm pretty sure we are. And let's do the same thing. Let's play consistent yeah. full-quarter football. Let Flacco do his thing. Zach Wilson is around the corner. Mm-hmm. And go Jets. What a win. Love it. I see no lies. That was perfect. That was a great call. I think that you, you really can't ask for too much better from this jet, from this Jets team. You can't. They were good. Or they're good enough, at least. And they showed a lot of heart. They could have quit. They could have laid down. They didn't. I love the intensity from the young guys, and that shows something to me. They are willing to go out there and give it their all. That means something to me. It does. I know it's cliche. I know that's boring. But it's the truth. That's how I really feel. So I'm glad that you feel the same way. We're going to go to Derek from Montana. Let's do it. Go Jets. Derek in Montana. Fan since 1965. 62 years old. Ooh. Keep on kicking ass and taking names, Jets. Woo! <laughs> I love it. Short, sweet, to the point. Derek in Montana. Love it. Uh, question for Derek in Montana. I don't know if he's going to call back and, and and get into it, but if he, he wants to, that would be tremendous. Uh, do you watch Yellowstone? And do you like Yellowstone? Because I feel like there are a lot of people who are like, the original people from Montana or um, yeah, the ones who grew up there and are like, this is like, this is our state. We don't like all the people coming here. And then you have like the, the new people are coming in like yupping it up a little bit. Uh, some, some things you see on the show, but I, I, the beautiful state, I want to get out to Montana. It looks just, just perfect. I would love it. Just, Oh, Oh, it looks beautiful. I'd love to be out there. Let's go to Travis. And thank you for Derek. And thank you, Derek from Montana and Constantine and the rest of the guys who called in so far. Travis, he's got reaction. Of course he does. Let's go. Hey, Matt. What up, Travis dude? From, uh, What's hey, up, man? Buddy. I don't care if it's one point. I don't care if it's a million points. A win is a win. And I'll take that damn win because I was dreading the last two minutes of that game. And... The impossible happens. Something that only happens to us, not for us. And we got that comeback, and I was, I couldn't, I was in awe. I was like, where is this offense all the rest of the season? Let's just run it this way, you know? And last week I called in, I think, a little too late. Yeah, I think we just missed you. Flacco's head because I said he put up last week's performance with better talent, as we saw this week, with last year's talent. Like, last week was a continuation of last year and better talent all the way around him. Well, this is what should happen all the time. And he wasn't great. He was still inaccurate. He threw the ball way more times than he had to to get 307 yards and four touchdowns. But dub's a dub, baby. I'll take it. Defense has played really good past two weeks. Uh, Shout out to Ash and Davis showing up. And and the smarts to get down with it. Even CJ Mosley said, What's that what's he doing? And because they thought that Cleveland hit the extra point. So they thought it was tied up. They wanted him to get yards. And but Ashton Davis was a showing off some football IQ for once. Loved it. Brayden Man with the onside kick. Wow. Hey, let's just play like we did the last three minutes of that game. All game. <laughs> yeah, Hopefully sure. This is a wake up call. And and we beat some good teams out there because we should be a better team than we've played. Than we've been playing. So yeah. anyway, I'm not gonna crap on any of the Jets. Uh, like no. it's easy to do. We gotta win. And everybody should feel good. Damn it. We're allowed to. Even us Jets fans. Yes. Because at least we beat the Browns. And the Browns have the, the second most dedicated fans in the world. So, all right, buddy. Love you. Go Jets. Let's get another one next week. 
Love it. Thank you, Travis. Wow. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought you were done at the end. Uh, appreciate the call, Travis. And you're right. Jet fans should enjoy this. Why not? You should. You should be able to enjoy it. Uh, you know, one thing I will say, the Browns, they do have a dedicated fan base, but I was a little annoyed at the Browns fans this week. Uh, there were some kind of gross pictures from tailgate circul circulating around, uh, making light of the Deshaun Watson situation. And, you know, I, I don't personally don't think that's something that's joke worthy. Uh, like that's a, a, a there were some very serious accusations about him and whether you want to go into the legality or whatever of it, like that's not what I really want to get into. But just it was, was kind of gross. And I, I think the 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 fans have kind of put themselves in a weird spot of trying to defend the allegations and just all the stuff that's been going on. And it was rub me the wrong way. So don't mind beating that, that team and making that fan base feel a little hurt right now. Let's go. We'll do Peter calling from Hudson Valley. He has a reaction too. Let's do it, Peter. Hey, Matt. It's Peter from the beautiful Hudson Valley in New York. Wow. Here we go again from the lowest of lows of the opening game of the season to the highest of highs with a great comeback win against the Browns. Let's see if we can keep this momentum going as we play another Ohio team this week. Oh, what can I say? Special teams contributed with man's fake punt and that great onside kick at the end of the game. That was great. Defense, offense played pretty well overall. But my biggest question is, why are the Jets still not using their tight ends? Mm. Now, yes, Uzama was hurt. He got a hamstring injury during the week, and it was pretty much all uh, number 83 there for the game. But uh, they still had Ruckert in, but mostly in the second half, from what I remember seeing. And he didn't do too well yet. Yeah, he's a rookie. He's got, you know, get some seasoning yet. And they had Kenny Yaboa from the practice squad, even though it looked like he only played special teams most of the game. So I'm wondering when the, uh, when hopefully Ozama is healthy and Conklin, uh, you know, uh, you know, winds up playing alongside him, when they're actually going to use all these tight ends to finally, uh, really spread this offense out. So hopefully they will do that in the upcoming games. And as always, go Jets. Yeah, they really should. And thank you so much for the call, Peter, in the beautiful Hudson Valley. Um, jealous of being, uh, you being up there right now, too. Got to be a beautiful time of year to be up in the Hudson Valley. Um, they should utilize them more. Uh, I, and I think Tyler Conklin struggling through the first two games doesn't help. I think he gets back on track. Uzama's banged up, but got to think he's going to be motivated against his former team. Former team, excuse me. Uh, got to think Carl Lawson's going to be motivated against his former team. So I, I think it ends up working out. I'm not overly concerned. I think they'll be fine, but it, it's two games in. If we're five, six games in, and it's still looking that way, then I think it's that's a reasonable time to bring up as a concern, but it's still so early and we haven't seen, you know, what the offense is going to look like with Zach yet either. So still holding out on that last, but certainly not least we're going to Dom from long Island. All right, Dom, what you got? Hey, what's going on, Matt? It's Dom from long Island. What's up, dude? Uh, so I was just calling in after this victory Monday that we've got going. Finally, um, wanted to point out one thing. And it's just a simple fact that we played like winning teams play this week. You know, it's the little things. A kicker actually making a field goal over 50 yards. You know, a punter who actually did some interesting stuff as far as doing a trick play and then that crazy onside kick they pulled off. You know, you have Joe Flacco who... Let's be honest, had some, some misses at the beginning of the game come out at the end of that game. And, you know, there was no quit in him. And I think that permeated throughout the sideline because one thing a lot of the guys said, if you watch the postgame interviews, is that not one person on that sideline thought to themselves that they were out of it. I love as that. As soon as Chubb scored, they knew that they had a chance. And it seems something that other Jets teams in the past probably don't pull off, just, no. you know, in general. So. I think it's a positive sign. I'm all about it. I'll be at the Bengals game this week getting them rowdy. So Let's hopefully go. we catch another dub and can wind up two and one at the end of this. Go Jets. Love it, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I will be uh, watching closely on, on Sunday. I really hope they pull off the upset win. That would be tremendous. I think they have a chance to. Um, 
again, the, the key for me, the key is pass rush. Got to get after and pressure Joe Burrow. Pass rush has been a little quiet through the first two games this year. Been a little bit, ow, kind of just punched my desk there. Been a little bit on the quiet side. I think they could be better. And offensively, you know what? This was a big improvement. Mike LaFleur had a really, really good game. And I think this is when we see their running backs at their best. Michael Carter flashed a little bit in week one. Then this past week, it was Brees Hall. And I think this is Brees Hall's coming out party. I think he has a really, really, really big game. Because if you remember last year, I want to pull up what his actual numbers were in the game when the Jets pulled the upset win. But that was one of Michael Carter's best games last year. And what they did was Mike White dumped it off to him a lot. And he was utilized very, very well, uh, at least I thought, in, in those games. Against Cincinnati, he had 15 carries for 77 yards, f- over five yards a carry, and a touchdown. And he also had nine catches and 95 yards. So does it will give me all-purpose yards? No, it doesn't give me all-purpose yards. But the guy was damn good that game. That's probably his best game. Uh, maybe the Jacksonville game. He had 16 rushes for 118 yards. Um, but but he's an extremely produ- productive back. And I think Brees Hall can do that too this week. I think the two of them together against that Bengals defense, I think that's really the path to victory here. And I hope that's what we see. So I appreciate you guys tuning in for episode 135 of Just Jets. Please, wherever you get the show, make sure to like subscribe, leave a rating or a comment, share it with a friend. The support really helps a lot and it goes a long way. And I want to make it clear how much I appreciate that. Um, Being able to do this every day is an absolute blast to me. I I love it. It means a lot. And uh, I have some news coming up in a little bit. Can't share it just yet, but um, holding on to it. It's all, it's all good things with this, with the channel and my content going forward. So if you like my content, if you like the New York jets, then it's a great thing. So, uh, when it gets closer, I can I can tell you, but I'm just excited. I went for almost an hour on this podcast. Green Bean, if you're still listening, I know he listens every week, so I hope he listened through all the way to the end because he always tells me, he's like, I love Just Jets, but I want it to be longer. Uh, I usually like to be in that 30 to 40 minute range, but <clears throat> I'm up over, at least on the recording, uh, who knows after editing, I'm up over 50 minutes right now. Um, and it was fun. Jet fans deserve this. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Matt O'Leary, and I'll catch you next time.